This is You Are Power Radio with your girl Dobi Joki Emanuel, and I have hey. a special guest with me today. <laughs> None other than my sis Ty. Girl, what's happening? <laughs> Hello, thank you for having me. No, always, always. This has been a long time coming. We've been trying to do a video interview for a minute. Yeah. Um, and I'm just super happy to have you here because there's so much has been going on in your life, so much progress, so much change. Mm -hmm. um, and I can't wait for you to share it with the audience. Okay. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. yeah. So I'll let you introduce yourself because I could say what I say, but you'll introduce yourself best. So who is Ty? Okay. So Ty is a writer. I do poetry. Um, I write songs as well. But I'm a writer from the 6th, downtown, born and raised, a -A -A. Toronto. A-A-A. <laughs> and yeah, so I'm actually on a new journey right now. I'm a new mom. I just had a beautiful baby girl. I am newly married now. I met the love of my life. Love heals all, let me tell you that. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, so I've just been writing a lot of new music. I have some raps, I have some songs, some R&B songs, and I have a poetry book that will be coming out this year as well. Yes, so you're doing a lot. Yes. A lot. Yes. And I think <laughs> this is a super special interview because, you know, we homies. Yeah. Um, we met back in what, like 2015? <gasps> Fanshawe days. Yeah, 2015 yeah. or something. Um, we met back in 2015 and we were both working at some call center for a short period of time. We clicked instantly. I think the first day we yeah. met, we started exchanging <laughs> our poetry yeah, and everything. had some deep connection and we realized like this is a true friendship. Mm -hmm. um, and so for me, it's just a pleasure to see your growth. Um, and one of those things is just recognizing your love for music and art. Um, and so the first thing I want to ask you is when did you even start writing poetry or realize that this was a talent of yours? Um, I think from a very young age, like I can always just remember writing. Like I know in high school, while I'm in class, supposed to be listening, you know, your girl would be writing bars from back then. Mm -hmm. So I think from a young age, I was always affected by Nicki Minaj, mm -hmm. Alicia Keys. Mm -hmm. um, I used to like rewrap or rewrite their songs. So mm -hmm. like, I don't know if you... No, like Trey Songs used to do that a lot. Yeah. That's kind of how he started out. But I used to just, whatever song I loved, I would write my own version to it. Mm. And that's kind of like, I can remember doing that for as, as long as I can remember. So definitely at least high school, but like probably mm -hmm. while I was younger than that too. Mm -hmm. um, that's how it started. And then it started with the raps, then songs, and then it progressed to poetry. Mm -hmm. So you yeah. started with covers. And then when you were doing your covers, did you realize that, like, you could also write your own, you know? Yeah. Like, you yeah. were really talented. Because, mm -hmm. like, to have a... For me, when I see people do, like, remakes of songs, sometimes I'm like, that person killed it. But that person just, like, killed the actual song. I can't listen to the original. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's so true. when you actually rewrote it or did your cover, did you show other people? I did. I showed a lot of my friends. And, like, everybody's reaction would be like, oh, my God. Like, mm. you're actually good. And I used to just be like, nah, like, they're just saying that. You know what I mean? Like, mm. like that's my friend. They're going to just say what I want to hear. But I kept getting really good responses. And then I realized, like, I'm like, yo, Ty, like, you're actually sick. Though. Mm. So, <laughs> hey, that's <laughs> So then I started to actually just push it more and I realize it's something that I enjoy like I get hot when I'm mm. writing and my body's sweating like energies are moving mm. frequencies everything kundalini energy is hey, just circling that's what's up. like I love it so it's like I know that this is my calling I know mm. that this is part of my purpose mm. um 
and yeah, so I've realized too that I have to actually do what makes me happy as well. Mm -hmm. So for one, the fact that it actually, you know, makes me happy and I'm actually talented mm -hmm. um, means a lot. And I feel like I'm on the right path and I'm ready to just write even more. Mm -hmm. Now that I do have a daughter, now that life yes. has changed so much and I can say that I am happy. Mm -hmm. I have so much that I want to write and share and show my daughter that she can do whatever she wants yeah. to do or what makes yeah. her happy. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yes. And you mentioned like a, a important words. You mentioned one, you mentioned um, you're doing something that fulfills you. Yeah. Um, you then mentioned that it's your purpose. Mm -hmm. um, and so what is purpose? Just so that we can have an understanding of what that really to means me. to you. Um, purpose to me is just like, we all have a calling. There's something that like we were created to do. Like actually we're having this interview right now mm -hmm. in Harvest Bible Chapel, which is actually my church. Mm -hmm. And I'm so happy like Ima asked me, um, what space do I feel safe in? Mm -hmm. Like for this interview. And I was mm -hmm. like, you know what? Church, this is where I feel the safest. Mm -hmm. So going back to the purpose, I feel like God has helped me know what my purpose is. Yeah. And that's why we are here today. That's why I'm, I'm able to, to connect with a higher level when I know that I'm doing the work that I'm meant to be doing. Yeah. Everybody was created for their own purpose. So I feel like you need to try to find what that is. Sometimes it can be a battle. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes people just know what it is right mm -hmm. away. But to me, purpose is doing what God created me to do. Yes. And I know now that that is for me to write that is for me to be a mom, and that is for me to be a wife. Wow. So, wow. Yeah. Damn, girl. <laughs> this is, you're just making me so proud because, like, again, you, like... You've seen the transition. Seeing the transition. Yeah. And, and that's why I want to come back to, um, to speak about how your past experiences, past life experiences, and you could share as much or as little as mm -hmm. you want to share, but how your past life experiences kind of led you to where you are now. I'm only saying this because often people want to disregard you know, the the history, disregard all the negative things that have happened. But for me, I see that as power because oh, yeah. I feel that that uh, uh, builds leverage for me to get to where I want to be. So how has your past brought you, to, brought you here? Um, it's contributed everything, mm. I would say, because I was so unhappy before that I'm now able to realize like how happy I am. I can appreciate it now. You know what I mean? Like, I was depressed for, like, I want to say most of my life. Mm. Like, before my husband, I used to drink a lot. I was that party girl. Mm -hmm. Always just trying to numb the pain, you know? And it took a lot out of me to realize, like, I don't want to do this anymore. Mm -hmm. And I deserve more. Mm -hmm. And I had to really look in the mirror and, you know, take accountability for the stuff that were going on like sure okay I had mental health issues but it's like what am I gonna do about it am I gonna mm. let it keep overpowering me or am I gonna try to find new coping ways to deal with it you mm. know so um, I had to look myself in the mirror and realize I can change this mm -hmm. and I believe that and mm -hmm. that's what I kind of set out to do but my past mm. yeah I dealt with a lot of mental health issues a lot of depression a lot of anxiety um, alcohol abuse um, yes. at times as well. And now I am, uh, I'm very happy. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm 
happy to say that I made it through that. So anybody that is going through those struggles, don't even feel like, yeah. you know, that there's anything wrong with that. Because everybody has their own demons. People just usually won't tell nobody. Yeah. Because nobody wants to be judged. But we all go through it. We all have our weaknesses. We all have our flaws. And you can overcome it. Whatever you want to do, you can do. Exactly. Just let me know. Yep. And I think that's the power of what you're saying, purpose. Um, when you realize what your purpose is, like you'll find ways to get to that and you find ways to maintain it. So I see personal development as something that you have to constantly be working on because um, it's, it's one step at a time. And for you, for example, like if you were to say that, you know, um, when you realize that you're suffering from depression, it's not like you don't know that you're dealing with it. You know. And so most people don't want to be in that situation. They're trying to find a way out. And you did. Um, and so what can you say to someone who feels like right now they're stuck in the gutter? They don't know how to get out what it is that they're dealing with. Um, what, is, what are some words of advice? Um, firstly, I would say take a moment and pray. Um, we need to just relax sometimes, and sometimes we need to know that there's help out there, that someone cares. So I, do I truly believe that there is healing power in prayer. So I would say, take a moment to pray, um, release to God whatever issues you're going through, and even that alone, like just being able to talk to somebody openly about it will definitely bring some sort of like healing to you because you'll be able to release some of that tension that you've been holding in. Mm -hmm. um, for me, what worked a lot for my depression was like I had to just move and leave everything that I had going on that wasn't making me happy I had to leave my job I left you know being in, in close proximity to my friends I decided to move to Barrie that's where we're in right now mm -hmm. is in Barrie and I left everything I knew behind just so that I could really focus on myself and I wouldn't like have access to some of the bad habits that I had, you know, in Toronto at the time. Mm -hmm. So I think sometimes when you just like remove yourself from whatever situation, like force yourself to try new things, you can really start to fall in love with yourself more that mm -hmm. way. And I think I was, that really helped me too. It was just changing my surroundings, yeah. forcing myself to build new habits, find a new yeah. job, get a new routine. When I first moved here, I was in the gym every day. Like mm -hmm. I didn't know anybody here. All I did was work out. I love working out. Mm -hmm. So that was something that helped with my depression as well. Mm. Obviously physical, yeah. um, working out and stuff like that is really good for the overall body. And you know, I found two jobs and I was out here. I was just trying to work and, and save. And mm. I met my husband at work and here we are a few years later and I got the ring. I, got the <laughs> ring. <laughs> I love that. Um, yeah. And you mentioned like super important things. One, you mentioned that you took yourself out of a situation where you felt like, you know, that environment wasn't healthy for you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Two, you mentioned speaking to people and talk about what it, whatever it is that you're going through. So whether it's with close friends, you know, we had conversations, whether it's with a therapist or a counselor, okay. like we need to find ways to actually express what it is that we're experiencing internally and find ways and avenues to kind of, you know, strengthen ourselves through other people as well. Um, and as well as just like mentioning that you've got a routine, I feel like routines are mad important, especially for me, like my, the time I wake up, what I do when I get home, like how I maneuver in the month, like scheduling, but routines play a, such a huge role, right? No, they do. Um, it, it can help organize things too, yeah. right? Like clutter and all that stuff can be like, we don't realize how much it actually affects like mm. our subconscious mm -hmm. conscience. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no word. So, no, I love that. And that brings me to 
um, when you transitioned and got yourself here in Barrie, right? Um, it wasn't a smooth transition. Yeah, so that's what I was going to ask. <laughs> Although you took yourself out of a certain environment, it's yeah. not that easy to start all over again. So speak yeah. about what that experience looks mm-hmm. like. I mean, when I first moved here, um, I initially moved here to connect with uh, lost family members. Mm-hmm. Um, I came here thinking, yay, you know, I can now form these relationships with people that haven't been in my life for the last 20 years, you know? Um, and it didn't turn out as I'd hoped. Uh, when I first came here, it was hard um, to kind of leave that situation and, you know, continue my journey, but mm-hmm. I was able to do it and harvest this place helped me um i found this church i connected with some good people there i kept myself busy with work and when i first came to barry like i'd say i prayed and i was like god you know i want family like thank you for this opportunity so i came here thinking that i was going to connect with my dad's side of the family and i felt like yay i can finally you know live in a home where I'm with a parent and I can build that relationship with my father and whatever, like my intentions on coming here was for that. But it's like, I didn't realize that when God heard my prayer asking for family, he meant it in a whole different way. Yeah. I came here thinking it was gonna be, I'm gonna build stuff with my dad's side. No, I came here, met my husband. Now I got my own like a baby. Now I got my own family. Yeah. So it's, it's crazy how even when you can like pick yourself up and move somewhere else um, to start over, the way that like you think your journey is gonna go mm. compared to how it actually goes can change. Like yeah. I never thought that I would ever feel the way I feel right now. Mm. That I that that I could have a man that I could say, okay, this man actually loves me. Mm. That I could be a great mother. Mm. You know, I never. If you talked to depressed Ty a few years ago, I didn't see these things happening. So, mm. um, the journey is worth it. <laughs> it's real. It's worth it. And. Whatever you want to do, just try and just realize at the end of the day, God got you. Mm. If you believe, God got you and you can make it through. Oh, that's so powerful, man. You are powerful. (laughs) No, for real, because... (laughs) You got that name for the show. I love it. (laughs) No, for real. I see the power in everything that you're saying and it's just the aura that you have around you. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's such a different um, tie from the the, the first time we met. And again, the powerful growth that I see and like, you're just manifesting everything that you've asked for, everything that you've wanted. And again, you mentioned for you is the connection to, you know, the higher power. And for other people, it could be anything else, but Mm -hmm. just um, staying grounded, you know, and, you know, um, bringing your family to you when you really were trying to come and meet your family, but your family really came to you. And so that's where I see the power and the glory. Because that baby is beautiful Beautiful baby. Um, And so, okay, let's talk about family then. So what does it look like to, one, be someone who is super invested in um, their purpose, which is like, you know, being close to God, um, writing poetry, maintaining, you know, um, a strong family bond, um, as well as just like, the you you like what you like to do on your own time and what you like to do beyond that or is it all intertwined um i feel like it's all together Mm -hmm. i mean each day i feel like i'm learning something new about myself it's a discovery but it's it's a happy process Mm -hmm. um like i've discovered i loved crystals and Mm -hmm. you know so i would say that i'm a bit more of a spiritual 
being, mm. but uh, I definitely love that though. Yeah. yeah. And like, so things that you do, do you meditate? Like, yes, how do I do. You... Yes, I do meditate too. I like to read the Bible. Um, these are things that have helped me get to where I am and just become the most confident person in myself. Mm. Um, I've, I've fallen in love with myself, mm. I would say, again. And so how did maybe that come about? first time, I don't know. First time you've said that? No, or maybe it's the first time I felt like, fell in mm. love with myself. Because mm. when you're depressed, right, like you usually, you know, mm -hmm. don't really like what's going on too much, or maybe you don't like the things that you're doing, but I would mm -hmm. say I'm at a point now that, you know, my husband loving me has helped me love myself mm -hmm. more. And I'm realizing that I'm strong and I'm, I am power. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, you <laughs> are, I touched me one time. Yes, yeah, yeah you know. <laughs> yeah, no, for real. Yeah. Um, so I want to talk a little bit then about the power in your music and your poetry yes. <laughs> um, and performing and what that feels like and does to you. Um, are you someone who enjoys performing? Or are you someone who just enjoys writing? I enjoy writing. I'm a little shy, like by nature. Mm -hmm. So it's weird. Like I want to perform a lot more. I'm now at the point where I'm forcing myself to overcome that shyness and just to try, like, just go for it, just do it. You only got one life, YOLO. Yeah. So I'm I'm trying now. Um, I do have some more performances booked for, like, this year. Mm. So I will be practicing not having a stage fright, I guess. <laughs> so I definitely have some more performance performances lined up for this year. Um, I'm going to fight that stage fright and yeah. get on that stage mm -hmm. and show my daughter that she can do whatever she wants to do. Mm -hmm. um, so... Right now, I'm in the development stage, I would say, of my performances when it comes to my writing. Um, the goal, like, I do see myself performing a lot more, whether that's um, spoken word shows, open mic nights, mm -hmm. having my own events, or, you know, even playing my music mm -hmm. for people to enjoy a lot more. Um, I do see that happening in the future as well. Yeah, that's yeah. So you said you have something, some things coming up um, in the next couple months mm -hmm. in 2020. So what does 2020 look like for you overall in terms of like what you're trying to do for yourself and your family? 2020, bearing fruit will be in stores. Hey. I don't have an exact date yet, mm -hmm. um, but I'm thinking it'll be around the summer. I might have a, a launch for it and a birthday celebration at the same time. Mm -hmm. It's gonna be lit. <laughs> so I don't know if you already said it, but Bearing Fruit is your poetry book. poetry book. Yes. Yes. So Bearing Fruit is a poetry book that I wrote during my pregnancy. So Bearing Fruit, God did say to bear fruit. Mm -hmm. So I named it um, that because I was bearing fruit while I was creating my daughter, while my body was, mm. you know, doing all that magic that it was doing. I was writing and documenting the process that I was going through during it. Mm. So I have poems from like the day, the first day I found out I was pregnant, all the way until like I'm about to give birth. Yeah. And so it's just kind of like, you get to see my transition as, as a human, as a mother, as, as everything, um, throughout the, the poetry book that I have. So you're with me, you know, when I'm having the morning sickness, mm while I'm deciding like, oh my God, am I gonna be a good mom? Like, do I wanna follow through mm -hmm. with this? Is this the right time? Like all those anxieties and those concerns that I had in mm -hmm. the beginning when I first found out, 
you you see that in my book. And what I've, I've done too is instead of having chapters, my book is uh, sectioned in trimesters. Mm, so the I first trimester, you see all of my worries and the, oh my God, I'm about to be a mom, like, oh my God, you know? Yeah. And then through the second trimester, you see that I'm starting to become more comfortable with my body changes and realizing who I am and that, yeah, I can do this. And then the third trimester, you see the transformation when I'm like, yo, I'm godlike. Mm. You know what I mean? So it, it comes like three or full 360. Yeah, yeah. It goes all the way around. Full circle, man. <laughs> yeah. So I am here with Ty the Poetess. Yes. Ty, how are you? I'm good. How are you, Ima? Good. Um, so what are we doing here today? So today we are at Crestwood Preparatory College and um, a basketball tournament is being held here called Queens of the North, and it's a all-women's basketball tournament. Okay, awesome. And how did you get connected with the organizing of this? Okay, so I knew that Antwi was putting on this event, and I knew that it was a all-women's tournament. Mm -hmm. um, once I heard about it, I wanted to be involved and just help out more of the women in our community and introduce them to more positive opportunities. Mm -hmm. So once I had the opportunity, I was like, you know what, I want to sponsor this event. So that's why I'm here today. Awesome. And I saw you earlier, you are going around handing out a form and mm -hmm. asking people whether they like poetry. Why did you do yes. that? So today is actually the first day that my um, poetry collection book, Bearing Fruit, is taking pre-sales. So what I'm doing today is trying to add people to my mailing list. Um, nobody really knows, but four months ago, I just gave birth, four months ago today, Ooh. to a beautiful baby girl named Aurora. Aurora. So during my pregnancy, I used poetry um, so that I could cope with all of my, you know, mixed emotions, my nervousness, my anxiousness, everything that I was experiencing through my pregnancy, I picked up a pen, picked up a paper, and I wrote it through. So, Bearing Fruit is a poetry collection that I am selling now to the public for pre-sales, and it just talks about my pregnancy journey, and I use poetry to express this. So, yeah, so I've been handing out little, you know, snippets of my poetry to people, just, you know, Spread the love, spread the word. That's awesome. I think that maybe you should give us a little song sign. Do you have like a line and a poem or like? Um, I do. So this is from my Can You Forgive Me collection, which is in the book Bearing Fruit. So what I was trying to express was when I was pregnant and I would talk to my belly, I would talk to my baby. Everything that I was going through, I would express to my baby. So a part of that is letting them know like, I am not perfect. Like there's so many mistakes that I've made in the past and there's so many mistakes that I am going to make, but can you forgive me? Mm. So that is what this poetry collection mm. is called. And here is one of the poems that I have in it. Okay. If being a good parent stems from having great examples, I'm sorry. I've already given you a disadvantage. The roots of my tree were wilted long before me. Mm. Can you forgive me? Mm. So. Well, I look forward to getting this book. Yes, yes. And deliver to your house, autograph, everything. Hey. Don't oh, forget about me when you're rich. Oh my god, girl. <laughs> Miss Oprah, right here. Nah, Oprah, bad. watch out. Watch it's out. It's not about me, man. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, thank you, Tanisha. Thank you, Ima. See? I think it's really beautiful, and I think that anybody who is a mother, anybody who has a mother, which is like everybody, would really like this yeah. book. And uh, women will definitely be touched. I think that you you like can feel the, the emotions that I'm really going through 
um, during that crazy moment in my life, mm. which was probably one of the happiest I think I've been was yeah. during my pregnancy. So definitely read, and I will let you know when it is out yes, officially. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, I'm going to stay tuned. Yes, I have opted for it to be an Indigo, Amazon, all that stuff. So it will be available for everybody to purchase. Um, hopefully I will have some book signings as well in Toronto at Chapters, Indigo, whatever. So yes. y'all will be able to come see hey, it. Hey, hey. <laughs> okay, so do you mind, you know, sharing a little sign sign? Yeah. Um, why don't I do a poem called Holy Ghost? Okay, awesome. You want to do it here or do you want to no, do it? Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> let's go, let's go. You got this? <laughs> No one knows the void of emptiness that had taken over my life. Or the days I had a knife in hand held tight, ready to strike and lash down, bringing death to my depression and strife. No one knows the true sorrows that were experienced by my heart. The sleepless fights, endless party whites, all trying to escape the emotions I longed to depart. Yet I walk through these doors and I can hear his voice, making me feel weak yet strong, like I just completed a class in martial arts. When I walk inside this building, it feels as though my energy and soul have bonded and I'm experiencing a new element in my body, kind of like I'm high. An element I thought that couldn't be found in this cold, heartless world I swore overtaken by creatures of the night. When I feel his touch, all I can do is shake. His grace is so powerful, it's like I'm experiencing an internal earthquake, but in a good way. Like an earthquake of flowers and roses he proposes. Like a tsunami has came with rain that washes away the pain. Like a tornado was storming in my body, no warning, transforming my grief into something that's warming. Something that's telling me it's not even yelling at me and informing that I will be okay. No longer must you face these hardships alone, he says. No longer must you seek attention from men that just want a bone, he says. No longer must you search for love, my child, because you have found it. And all I can do is smile. Like a little kid that got its first visit from the tooth fairy, all my teeth are showing. While tears of joy are covering my face, it's his grace, I can feel it running a race, a relay through my blood, and he's getting first place. Number one, he has me listed as on his priorities of life. No longer must I question myself, is it okay if I text him twice? Because now I know what it feels like to be put first. My, his merciful son has made it possible for my curse to be burst and my thirst is now nursed and reimbursed with patience and love that can never be reversed. No longer must I feel alone. No longer will I walk with my head down feeling as though my happiness has reached an indefinite postponed. No longer, no longer will I feel those types of ways because I know that God loves me unconditionally. <laughs>